0: Welcome to the All Things Overlanding Podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great Overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, I'm going to be talking about a topic that has kind of started to become an issue for me, which is simplicity versus complexity. So if you've watched some of the previous episodes or listened to them, you know, I've, I've previously talked about um, necessity versus comfort. And so back then when I made that episode, I was, you know, I had all this stuff in my truck and I was bringing all this stuff and I never really thought about, is it necessary or am I just bringing it to glamp or is it even stuff that's worse than that where I may not even use it, right? Like I'm just bringing so much stuff to try and be super overlander-ish that I had gear that I would never, there was no chance I would ever use, like rain gear when the weather was supposed to be totally dry or, you know, things like that, right? You need to be prepared, but I'm talking about like short overnight trips or or two-day weekend trips, that sort of stuff. Um, So on this episode now, I've kind of cut way back on just the pure amount of stuff that I've got, but I feel like, especially with the drawer system and the solar setup, my complexity has increased. So again, on this episode, I'm going to kind of touch on that. I'm going to talk about simplicity versus complexity, the pros and cons of each. And, you know, at least in my experience, kind of what I'm trying to do to combat the issues that come with both of those things. So if you want to learn more about that, stay tuned. Welcome back. So, as I mentioned on today's episode, um, I'm going to be talking about simplicity versus complexity. Um, Again, you know, we've touched on too much stuff, not enough stuff, stuff that you bring that's come, or stuff that you bring that's that's necessary versus stuff that you bring that may not be. That's not what I'm going to talk about on this episode. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the benefits of having something super simple. So, like for example, let's just let's talk about rigs, right? So. You have a couple options, and you have more than this, but let's just keep it simple for sake of argument, right? You could go out and spend, say, 50, 60 grand on a brand new Forerunner or a really new Forerunner that we all know is very capable, very tough, does great off-road, has a lot of creature comforts in it, is going to be reliable, right? So you could do that. Let's just round it and make it a round number and say 50 grand. You could go out and you could spend 50 grand. Um, and of course, I'm always thinking of things from a budgetary standpoint, right? Because I'm a cheapo, right? So, being a budget-minded overlander, like 50 grand for me is, you know, probably honestly almost five times what I have total in my whole rig with all my modifications and everything, right? Um, so for me, that's whew, that's like a big jump, but um, you get some benefits with that, right? Like my truck is an '05, so now it's 15 years old. It has 132,000 miles on it. It still runs great. I've had no problems with it, but 132,000 miles, you know, like there's no telling something could just die on it tomorrow, explode while I'm on the road eight hours from home. You never know. Um, I'm fairly confident that it won't. I'm, I've had really good luck with the Xterra. I've taken it to West Virginia to Wisconsin to the UP in Michigan, um, in the dead of winter, like January. And it's been great. It's been super reliable, but you know, that's the trade-off, right? So you could look at a really complex, really new rig, um, and you get some benefits with that, which is, you know, more reliability, a longer lifespan because it's a newer vehicle, um, more creature comforts, more, you know, USB charging points default from the factory versus an older vehicle that maybe just has a cigarette lighter, right? Um, but then the trade-off for that is if something were to break on the trail, let's say, it can be a lot tougher to fix a 2020 Forerunner, potentially, right? And I, I know Forerunner guys, you can tear me up in the comments below. I still don't think they're super, super, you know, fancy over-engineered ECU'd up trucks, but it would be a lot harder to find parts for a newer vehicle oftentimes than it would be for like a a really common older vehicle. Um, Also from a reliability standpoint, the more technology that you pack into stuff, the more electronics that you pack into stuff, the more, you know, power opening lift gates and all that stuff that you pack into it, the more of a chance you run that some of those things could malfunction and they're going to be difficult to repair or impossible to repair if you're on the trail. Versus again the simplicity of an older rig, um, like an older Forerunner even, or an older Xterra or something like that. It's just a simple trucky truck that is you know has been built for the last fifteen years basically fairly unchanged except for some small improvements you know from you know two thousand five to th- two thousand ten, um, and from first gen to second gen going from the supercharged three point three to the you know for vq40 which is a little bit more reliable still puts out more power you don't have to worry about the the problems that come with the supercharger um so what i want to point out there though is older isn't always necessarily simpler or better right like the the gen one xterras had some of them the off-road trims and that you guys can correct me if i'm wrong i don't know what trims i think it was off-road and nse had superchargers but I'm not as much of an expert on the first gen, so post up down below and tell me that I'm wrong and and correct me, please. Um, but those those first gen trucks with the superchargers had some issues with them. There was some reliability stuff with them, for sure, comparatively, right? Like still, again, it's a Nissan. It's, it's a relatively reliable truck, and I know there are a ton of guys running them, so I'm not talking crap about you guys at all. Um, but then when you went to the four liter, right? Like Most of those four liter trucks are 200, 250, 300,000 miles with no problems, and maybe like Radiator replacement, you know, fix the smod issue, the strawberry milkshake of death issue where you swap a couple tubes to keep the coolant from mixing with the transmission fluid, that sort of stuff, which that was corrected later on in the Xterras, and most of them had a recall and and it got fixed anyways. But um, so a simpler, older vehicle like that is oftentimes, especially for, you know, trail stuff, um, a better option, even though it may not be as new or may have more miles or it may, you know, not have as many features. Um, I think that's part of why jeeps are so prevalent in the overlanding and off-roading scene, right? Like the CJ, the TJ, like there weren't a ton of changes that went into those trucks. Back when I had my XJ, that thing was basically a Wrangler with a wagon body on the back of it, right? Like, and I mean it didn't have the coils all the way around, it had the leaf springs in the rear. There were changes. I'm not saying they're the same truck, but they were made of very similar components. That four-liter was in all the trucks, right? Um, the the WJ, the ZJ. Well, WJ, yeah, WJ still got forward for a while, didn't it? Anyways, ZJ for sure, XJ, um, TJ, okay? You can see I'm not a Jeep guy either, but I know a little bit. Um, But so those old inline four, four liter sixes were like great motors. Transmissions were great. So something like an old XJ is another good option. Um, So you just want to think about that, right? Like especially if you're not all that mechanically inclined, um, then maybe a newer truck with less miles and hopefully less chance of, of breaking down is what you need because you're going to take it to a shop anyways. If it breaks down out in the middle of the desert, it doesn't matter if you had an older, simpler rig. You're, if you're not able to work on it yourself, then go for something newer with less miles that maybe has less of a chance of breaking down. Um, if you're more of a handy person, if you want just sort of like simple, you know, vehicles, then you can go with something that's a little bit older, but do your research first. Um so you can see, there's kind of there's benefits of both, right? It's kind of like people that lease a new car and just get a new one every three years. They very seldom have to deal with any sort of like real maintenance on a vehicle, and they get that benefit of having a newer vehicle with less miles that's really nice, still smells new, you know, has the newest features on it. Um, but the, the downside to that is, you know, another downside is it could cost you a lot of money if you smash that into a tree. <laughs> Right. So if you had a 2024 runner and you scraped it on something or got pinstripes down the side, like I would feel a lot more pain in my heart than I do on my '05 5 Xterra that's already scraped up anyways. Right. Um, So anyways, so there's, you know, some benefits to having the newer, more complex vehicles. There's some also some cons. And then on the older vehicles, there are some benefits for sure, but there could be some cons too. So you want to do your research. You want to find a good platform um, that is simple enough that you can work on it and carry some spares of you know, axles or whatever may be common issues with your vehicle Um, and be ready just in case. But it also saves you a lot of money too. So if you have a cheaper vehicle, then you have more money to do repairs or things like that if you needed to. Um, This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So some other examples of that, right? So like I mentioned with my solar panel, that has sort of... As I've reduced just the overall gear, and now as I start to you know, mock up and draw up this rooftop tent, I can already see other gear that's gonna move up to the roof, um, which is great, because it's gonna save me some more space inside. But conversely, at the same time, I've increased my complexity immensely. So now I've got, you know, I'm, I'm in the process right now, they're pretty much done, I just need to wire up a ground on them, and then I'm done. Um, four new Hella 500 FF uh, spots on the top of the truck. Um, which I wired into its own new separate switch. Uh, Previously, the the LEDs were wired in with the ditch lights. So it was one switch and all the lights came on. Um, So now they're going to be wired separately. So now I've increased to two switches, two additional light switches in my cab, which means there's twice as many opportunities for failure, right? If I I soldered them all, I'm getting better. Back in the old days, i just twist them and... Electrical tape them, now I'm soldering them, I'm doing a better job of hopefully future-proofing them. Um, As I was installing that, a good example of this where complexity can get in the way and kind of, you know, make things more of a problem. About a while ago, months ago, maybe a year ago, my backup camera, I had installed an aftermarket backup camera in the truck, because it is pretty difficult to see out, especially when it's full of gear, Um, and it had stopped working. And I, you know, I was looking around, I'm checking it, and I'm like, maybe it just died. Maybe, I mean, it was an old one that I had on a previous vehicle. It's probably seven, eight years old now. Um, I thought maybe just the camera just died. So I just kind of gave up on it. Well, as I had the whole, you know, driver's side torn apart to wire in the new fog lights, I saw a blue ignition cable that was spliced. It had, like, gotten pushed down when I stepped on the the guard stepping up into the truck. And it must have gotten pinched between something, and it cut it and I'm like you know what I bet that goes to the backup camera so I you know spliced it together soldered it connected it and sure enough my backup camera works again so I was that without it for like a year but because of that complexity, right? Like I'm looking everywhere, I'm checking the wiring. I'm like, maybe just the camera's dead. Like, I don't know, it, it's just dead. And so I've dealt with that pain for the last year because of that additional complexity. It's a nice thing to have a backup camera, but I've gotten much better with my mirrors because I didn't have it, right? So that simplicity of not having it made me a little bit of a better driver, um, which is a pro. But then having it back is also a pro because now I can see behind me better. You see, so there's there are pros and cons to each of these. And I feel like the best way to solve for that is to weigh it out right like for me the backup camera is a worthwhile you know inclusion for my truck because that makes backing up in a tight spot a lot easier eventually I want to add a front camera too because you know especially with the solar panel on the the hood it's really difficult to see down in front of me if I come up to an obstacle that drops off especially it's really hard to see um so You know, that would be a nice piece of technology to add, but then it's adding more complexity. So then if I come to rely on that piece of technology and it breaks or it gets hit with a rock or it just stops working and I don't know why it's broken, just like with the backup camera, I'm going to spin my wheels and spend a lot of time trying to figure that out and track it down. So... That's just an example of, so we've talked about rigs, that's an example of stuff, right? So your gear, um, the solar panel, again, is a very sort of tricky, complex piece of gear. So I mean, I've got the solar panel on the hood, I and mean, it's relatively simple, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to act like it's super complex and crazy, but it adds a whole new level of complexity versus just plugging things in and charging them off my battery, right? So I had to install the solar panel, run cables all the way through the side of the truck, up the back, to the drawer system, into that box where I keep the separate battery. Then I had to wire up a whole, you know, in-series set of panels, basically. There's a master on-off switch, a couple DC units, uh, two USB port, and then like a multimeter that shows me how many volts the battery has, right? Um, so that was a whole nother layer of complexity that I don't necessarily have to have, but it makes my life a lot easier. I feel a lot better about it. Um, having basically unlimited power from the sun, if I was in one place for you know several days, I wouldn't have to worry about whether I'm going to kill my battery because it's on a completely different system. However, if I become reliant on that and I'm on a you know a week-long trip somewhere and something in that system breaks and I don't have the right tools or I can't track it down, then that severs basically that whole arm of my vehicle, right? The whole charging system that I use for all of my accessories, my computer, my camera gear my phone, everything goes away. And then I've either got to take the time out of the trip to try and solve that problem and fix that complexity. Or I could just go simple, like, you know, thinking of an alternative for this, now that I've done this whole thing, um, an alternative might be just to get one of those like four or 500 watt power generators. Um, You know, there's the Jackery, there's uh, the Goal Zero, there's just tons and tons of brand. There's a company called Sung Life, which if you guys have watched some of my videos in the past, I've got their inverter in my truck. They also have like a, a emergency crank radio that's kind of cool that I reviewed a while ago. They have some, pow- some power generators that I'm actually trying to talk to them about now because I want to check out this new one that they're about to come out with that's a 500 watt. Um, but so you have to weigh those out, right? I felt like with you know how much overlanding I like to do and how much I want to do, even if I haven't been able to do as much as I want so far, My goal is to get out as much as possible. So for me, having, you know, the solar as a long-term solution was kind of worth it for me. But for a lot of folks, if you're just going on the weekends or if you just want to, you know, if you're more of like throw a a 10 in my truck and, and go out when I can and then use the truck as a daily every other day, that kind of complexity might not make sense. You might just want something that's super simple. So, again, where I'm going with that is you don't have to, to be an overlander or to go on overland trips. You don't necessarily have to install a permanent solar panel on your hood like I did. You don't have to wire up all these extra switches and, and things. You don't have to get the newest, bestest you know, Toyota 4Runner and spend a ton of money. You could, you, know, you could really easily just take a four-wheel drive Ford Ranger and go out and throw a Jackery 400 in there and a tent and a mat and a sleeping bag and have a really good time. Charge all your stuff. Run it all. Charge. You know, plug the jackery in on your your car battery during the day, and just let it charge back up while you're driving around and and moving from one camp to the next. And that would infinitely simplify your gear, right? Um, so I wanted to bring this up because I feel like it's a little bit different than you know necessary versus um, comfort, because. I, I went that route, right? And I started really thinking about my gear and thinking about what exactly do I need right now to go overlanding? And what can I get rid of? What can I clear space in my truck for? And that was kind of where the drawers came from, right? I was like, if I have a permanent spot for all this stuff, then I will always have everything that I need and I'll still have my seats free up front. And that is a good move for me. And that I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying anything's changed with that. But then again, as I, as I was building that, then I decided to do the power stuff. Um, I decided you know, to do the rooftop tent build, which I think is gonna be super exciting and I, I think it's gonna be a great improvement and I'm gonna get a lot of gear up out of the truck even more, um, but it's gonna add a level of complexity, right? I've gotta make sure it's secured properly to the roof. I've gotta make sure that it's operating. I've gotta make sure that I build it in a way where condensation can clear the tent so that it doesn't get inside and mold or ruin it, right? So there's a lot of complexity that gets added by that stuff. Um, so again, where I'm going with this is I think... <laughs> It's a good question. Where am I going with this? Where I'm going with this is, again, for most of us, even myself included, like I'm really trying to do this almost like full time, right? Where I I can just like at least like five or six trips a year, get out of the state and go for like a two to five day trip. Like that would really be ideal for me, four or five of those a year. But for most of us, you know, as we've talked about before, just trying to go on a trip on the weekend You don't feel like, I don't want you to feel like, and I definitely don't want you to watch my channel and be like, oh, he has a solar panel. Cool, I want a solar panel. Or, oh, he has, you know, a drawer system. I think I want that too. Like, I want you guys to really think about what do you need, but what is the simplest way to do it that makes sense for you? Or the most complex, if complex makes sense for you. Again, if you want to do a dual battery setup, that's very complex, but there are some benefits that come with it, right? Again, that's why I avoided the double battery setup in the first place was because, It just seemed too complex to me. But now I have a whole separate solar-powered battery system in my drawer system that's probably just as complex, maybe more complex than a dual battery setup. So be thinking about that stuff, right? Like I have previously just sort of like been like, I want to do this thing now and that seems like a cool idea and I'm going to do it. So I'm admitting my fault here, right? Like you always want to think through your mods. You want to think through... You know, is, is this gonna save me space? Is this gonna make my trips better? And you also need to think like, am I making things needlessly complex? Or am I oversimplifying to the point where I'm not gonna have a good time because I just brought a pad and a tarp, you know? Like, so there's a lot of stuff to think about there. So the point of it is that there is a lot of complexity from everything from your rig to your gear, to the setup of your interior of your rig, whether you have a bed system or a rooftop tent, um, so don't just do things because you hear them on Overland Bound or you see them on Overland in USA or you hear me say that I have this solar panel and I really like it or that the drawer system is the way to go. Really think through, like really write down, maybe do a SWOT analysis, you know, <laughs> write down, here are the pros of this, here are the cons of this, here's how much it costs, can I spend that money better on other gear, you know, can I keep it simpler and not have to worry as much about whether it's going to work or whether it's, you know, like a, a Perfect way to end this. I'm thinking about putting rooftop tent on the truck. Once I put a rooftop tent on the truck, I will no longer be able to pull into my garage. So I'm adding that complexity of the rooftop tent. I'm also adding another layer of, I can, I won't even be able to work on my truck in my garage anymore unless I remove the rooftop tent. So again, for me, that makes sense because I want to go on all these trips every year, but you really need to think through that. Like, do I want to mess with taking a rooftop tent off every time I have to you know, replace brake pads on my truck? do an oil change if I want to get it in the garage, is that worth that additional complexity, right? So I hope that's helpful for you guys. I hope that that kind of makes you think a little bit critically about your gear, your rig, you know, the way that you're outfitting your gear or your rig for trips and things like that. Um, because I think that's something we all need to think about, right? We all need to make sure that we're doing things that are gonna benefit us, make things easier and and not be needlessly complex that causes a problem down the road. Um, so again, I'd love to have your guys' feedback. As always, thank you guys for stopping by. Thanks for listening or watching, depending on where you're at. Um, please post up in the comments below. Let me know what you guys think. Do you Have you guys had experience with things like this? Give me some examples of things that you maybe ran into that were you know, needlessly complex and how you solved that problem, or maybe something that was too simple, and as a result, you wish that you'd had something that had redundancy or backups in it was a little more complex that would have saved you some heartache over this super simple thing. Um, So thank you guys again for watching. If you're new to the channel and you made it through the whole video, I really appreciate you. Please click the subscribe button below. Click the bell to be notified when a new video drops. Um, You can also check me out on Facebook and Instagram or at allthingsoverlanding.com. So thanks again, guys, for watching. Have a good week, and I will talk to you soon. Take care.